Amen. I ask you like the young boy one time cried out in church. He got in trouble. His mama said, that's it. You're getting a whooping. Started to pull him out of the pew. He grabbed onto the pew. Wouldn't let go. His mom's got his feet dangling in the air. And he screamed out, pray for me, saints. I'm going to ask you to pray for me tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. One, one verse for us this evening. If you want to stand in reverence of God's word, you'll be sitting down quite quickly. It says there, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Turn to your neighbor and say, new. Not Austin new, new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God, we thank you for your word tonight, and we ask that it go forth in the anointing in which it was written. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church says, Amen. You may be seated. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Thank God. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are become new. Let me ask you a question real quick. Anyone in this house ever flown before? Flown in a plane. Anybody, keep your hands up. How many enjoys flying? Listen, I'll tell you this. Once you fly to Florida, you'll never want to drive to Florida. But how many likes airports? I don't see one hand in the air. We've got one hand. I do not like airports. Airports are what's wrong with this world. Throw a bunch of people in a building that have been trapped inside of a tin can and just get off, you got a lot of moods going on. But I don't, I don't really care for airports, but I, I don't mind to fly. My experience flying has been limited. I've only flown like three, three or four times. Been very limited, but I, 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 I don't mind to fly, but I, I don't like airports. I don't like going through the, all the security. I don't, I don't like being violated. I don't know about any of you. I don't like that. I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy. I remember going to Nicaragua and I got flagged in customs and they pulled me over to the side and I was like, oh man, I locked up abroad. Here I come. And I found out that the church that I had went with is my uncle's church had they had paid for everyone to take an extra carry-on bag. And they were gonna. It was full of supplies for uh, the the orphanage and all this down there. I don't know how this got on the plane, but they opened this bag up and it was full of knives, kitchen knives, and and all this butchering equipment. I was like, oh my lord! I had no idea that was my carry-on bag. I thought I was for sure going to jail. I was going to be locked up in Nicaragua, but. Uh, luckily, my interpreter bailed me out with some cash, and, and they said, okay, he can go, he can go. So, so I, I got through that, that way, but I, I tell you, I, I don't really enjoy airports, but 
something that happens in airports all across this country. I've never been in an airport where it doesn't happen. Is that when you get off your plane, you go to a place called baggage claims. That's what I'll preach to you tonight. Baggage claims. And this is where you pick up what is yours. Baggage claim is literally an area in an airport where arriving passengers pick up their checked-in baggage or checked-out baggage. It's where they pick it up. It's where you go and you wait, and it's just going in a circle and going in a circle and going in a circle, and you're watching time drift away, and you're looking for your name. You're looking for your bags, looking for your baggage. It's where that, that, that you, you find what is, is yours. But if I can tonight, I want to draw a, a spiritual parallel, and, and really it goes a lot along with what Brother TJ has exhorted on a few times in this house. But I want you to know that a lot of Christians have a lot of baggage. People have baggage. It's not just a Christian thing. People have baggage. We have a lot of stuff going on in our lives. We have a lot of situations. There are things that I've been through that you haven't went through, and there's things that you've went through that I have not went through. We've all had experiences. We all have scars, if you will. We've all faced different battles. Some of us have faced same battles. Some of us have faced similar battles. Uh, but we all have these things that just seem to hang on to us. And we don't even realize, but a lot of people make this almost a part of their identity, make it a part of who they are. But I want you to realize that the church is a whole lot like an airport. We show up and we check in our baggage at the door and we come in and we jump in a plane and we let worship and prayer and preaching take us to heights that we've never been to. But then we find ourselves coming back down getting off the plane, going back to baggage claims and picking up the same things that we walked in with. Hear me tonight. This is, I promise you, this will be an encouraging message. But I'm saying we've all done it. I've done it. We hang on to situations. We hang on to issues. We, we have, Brother Dan, we have a hard time letting go of things. We hold on to circumstances. We hold on to addictions. We hold on to all kinds of things. But I, I want you to realize what we read in this passage of Scripture, that therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Listen, we, 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 we find that in our lives, again, I will say, uh, we pick up things. But I want you to know as a believer... There are things that you are holding on to that you were never meant to hold on to. There are circumstances, there are situations, there are, there are uh, if you will, symptoms uh, that hold on and grab hold of the Christian life. Here, here's what I want you to know is uh, that many people are using baggage claims in the church. But I want you to know that I believe many people in the church are using this baggage claim because the enemy has convinced you that this is how life is supposed to be. That you're just supposed to go from service to service. That you're supposed to just live with the depression, live with the sickness, live with the fear. You're supposed to live with the addiction. You're supposed to live with the lust. You're supposed to live with the insecurity. You're supposed to live with the alcoholism. You're supposed to live with all these things that come at your mind. And I really believe that people in the church are experiencing these things because Jesus said Satan is the father of all lies. 
And his purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his purpose. That is his goal. The Bible tells us in two different places that Satan is as a roaring lion. He's seeking. He's roaming the earth, uh, seeking uh, whom he may devour. Let me put it to you this way. Uh, He's seeking people to add baggage to. He's seeking people to add baggage to. But I want, you to t- I want you to know tonight that the enemy has been telling you that you'll never get over it, you'll never beat it, that you'll carry it the rest of your life. And listen, I, I believe that there are people in this house, they've looked around the last few services and they've seen God move in such great ways, but yet they still find themselves picking up baggage on their way out. Not meaning, not even thinking about it, but but I believe there are also people in this house that sing. Everybody else is getting free, but I'm not. Why does everybody else uh, seem to be so excited about what God is doing? Uh, I'm still living with this. I'm still living with it. You like my wife's bags? They're beautiful. I paid for them. I didn't pick them out. But so many people. I believe there, there, I truly believe that there are people that are saying, why will this not let go of me? You say, okay, preacher, why are you preaching this? We've been having good services. Here's what I'm here to preach, uh, and here's what I'm here to talk to you about, and why I'm talking about baggage uh, is because I want you to realize uh, that what Hebrews 12 and 1 says, uh, that we are to set, a, set aside every weight uh, and every sin that so easily besets us. Uh, I want you to know that glory doesn't just have to break out in this house, uh, but it can break out in your house uh, when you decide. Uh, listen, I know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I know the other half of that verse and that Jesus has come to give me life and give me life more abundantly I want you to hear me tonight that you don't have to walk out the same way you came in you can experience what others have experienced you can see what others have seen you can taste what others have tasted I want you to know that you can leave here tonight free hear me hear me hear me hear me hear me See, what the enemy begins to do, man, I, I really feel a draw to, this is Addie's little bag. I really fell in prayer. This is one, Sister Kelly, that was standing out in security. And I began to dive into prayer, Sonia. The Lord began to tell me, he said, how long will my people give excuses? You say, man, I thought you said this is encouraging. No, listen, we're going to call the devil out and we're going to run him out, okay? Just give me some time. I just want him to know what's coming. I don't want him to be surprised. I just want him to see it coming. All right, because I'll tell you, I've worked in youth ministry going on eight years now. And what I hear over and over again, I'm not worthy, I'm not able, I'm not worthy, I'm not able, I'm not worthy, I'm not able. I want you to know that is the biggest lie that the enemy has ever sold you. And the problem is, is you keep buying into it. I'm not able, I'm not, listen, the Lord began to tell me, he says, in this season, I'm wanting to, the the reason you're seeing this, Jada, he said, the reason you're seeing this glory happen is he said, I'm doing a quick work, I'm equipping, and I'm wanting to launch. 
I'm equipping saints uh, and I'm wanting to launch. But what's happening uh, is he says, my saints uh, come to me and say, but God, uh, I, 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 just, I just have too much baggage. So I just have too much baggage. You ready for this? This blew my mind. I love when the Lord blows my mind. He says, listen, the problem is, is you're seeing it as baggage. He said, that's not baggage, that's a testimony. Hear me, you're picking it up as a weight. And he's saying, no, 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 that's not a weight. That's not something that you have to deal with. That's something you can point to and say, I was addicted. I was depressed. I was fearful. I was sick. I was insecure. But when I encountered Jesus, I was a child of God. I became a son. I became a daughter. I became filled. I became healed. I didn't become insecure. I became worthy through Christ. Hear me. He's making all things new. You don't have to deal with what you've been dealing with. You don't have to settle for what you've been settling with because he is making it new. Hear me. We've got to turn baggage claim into testimony claims. Because, listen, I'll tell you this. The Bible is full of people with baggage. Everybody talks about Moses. Man, Moses was bad man pajama. Part in the white Red Seas. Performing miracles in front of Pharaoh. Man, this dude, this dude is living on another level. He's seeing the glory of God. But do you know when God called him, he said, oh God, who am I? I... Goes on to tell God in Exodus chapter 4. And the Lord literally paraphrased. This is the Jade paraphrased version. God literally had to tell him to shut up. He said, God, I can't talk. I can't talk very good. I'm not very good in speech. I have a speech problem and I can't do it. And God's like, have I not made man's mouth? Do I not know what your problem is? But listen, the problem was is that Moses was saying, you can't use me because I'm of my baggage. And my baggage is a liability. No, God, God doesn't see your baggage as a liability. He sees it as leverage. He's saying now they can walk in and say, you know what? I was messed up like you. I was dealing with what you were dealing with. I was an addict. I was full of anxiety. I was depressed. I was sick. I was insecure. But when Jesus encountered my life, I was made new. Hear me. Gideon. Angel shows up for Gideon and Gideon begins to tell him, but my family's poor. I'm the youngest. I'm the least in my family. And the Lord says, do you realize that I'm going to use you to slay the Midianites and it's going to look as if one man did it. That's what the Lord told him. He said, I'm going to make it look like you did it by yourself. But he's sitting here saying, oh, I can't be used. I can't be used. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. They'll never listen to me. And God said, I will put the words in your mouth. Listen to me tonight. I want you to understand this. That it doesn't matter what your baggage is. Because God is turning your baggage in this season into a testimony. Because his glory and his spirit, as it encounters your heart, you're going to be transformed. You're going to be changed. And he's going to launch you out into this world. And you're going to be able to say, I was, but this is what I am now.
Listen, church, the enemy may throw all kinds of things at you. And the enemy's so good at magnifying the negatives. See, we go through a situation and what we begin to do is, well, I went through this and I went through this and I went through this. And Brandy, what we don't even realize is if we would look at it in a different perspective, we would say, but God brought me through that. And God brought me through that. And I didn't understand what God was doing when, when He did what He did. I don't understand what was going on when I lost so-and-so. I don't understand what was going on when, when God took this person or, or when I had to go through this. But here's what I know. God brought me through it. Listen, church, we've got to stop looking at our circumstances through the view of the enemy and the lens of the enemy that would say, look how bad God's been to you. And you would just turn around and go to God's side and begin to see, well, he was faithful there. He was faithful there. He was good to me there. He blessed my family there. He brought us through there. Oh, you better hear me tonight. I want you to stop paying attention to the curses and start looking at the blessings that God has given you. I want you to realize your next breath is a gift from God. Your next breath is a gift from God. I know there's a lot of things I don't understand, but this is what I do know, that he is good, he loves me, he's worthy, he's holy, he's righteous. I'm not here for baggage. I'm here because of a testimony. God has made me new. Come to the music tonight. See, Give you these examples of Jeremiah and Moses Gideon. Give these examples of people that had baggage, had issues, and tried to put their issues on God. Listen, I'll just tell you, give you some insight. God talks to me in really funny ways. I don't know why. It's, Brother Austin, God just talks to us as individuals in a way that we can understand. I truly believe that. It's a personal relationship with God. And the way he talks to J.D. ain't the, ain't the way he's going to talk Brother Chris. I understand that. We need to understand that. I was praying for this service tonight. and I was next door. And the Lord began to just download something in my heart. And he said, my people... Don't realize that I'm, I'm sick of them hiding. I'm calling them out. That's what you, see, listen. What God has been doing in this house and what God has been doing in houses of worship and college campuses all over this globe is not so you can get blessed and go home. That's not what it's for. That's a part of it. But it's so that you can go home and bless your house and that you can go to work and bless the place you work at and you can go to extracurricular activities and you can bless there and you can bless and bless and bless and be a blessing because you've been blessed freely you have received freely give it's about the glory of God it's about the glory of God but I sense in my spirit and Brother Jaden, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the call. I ain't talked about nothing else for the last six years. Might as well keep talking about it. Because there's elders. Listen, it's not just young people. I ain't going to preach just young people. There's elders, middle-aged, 
older folk that have tried to fight. Hear me, have begun to fight against what God is trying to call them to. And they keep saying, but God, I, I have this. But God, I, but God, I have this baggage. But God, I have depression. But, but God. And, and Brother Dan, this is what the Lord told me. He said, I wish you would get your butt out of it. I was like, Lord? He said, people tell me, but God, but God, I have this, but God, but, but God, I have baggage. He said, get your butt out of it. I know it sounds ridiculous. It does. It is ridiculous. Me being a spiritual moment, start laughing at God. That's, that's peculiar. But he said, I, I, I said a few weeks ago, and the Lord's really just been dealing with me. I'm sick of the excuses. And he began to tell me, Sister Mary, he said, give me your reasons. Why should you do what I'm calling you to do? Maybe because your children need to see it. Why should I go after God in this season with everything within me? Well, because I don't know about you, I got two little girls. And I don't want to die one day and they, they look at me and say, oh, Dad was a good man. No, I want them to say, no, Dad followed Jesus. He ran after Jesus. He loved Jesus. He loved us. But listen, you don't have to hold on to this baggage. Because this is what the devil's telling you you are. But I want you to know the devil did not create you. Because only the creator can give identity. So you say, that's my baggage. It's my baggage. He says, no. It's a testimony about your freedom. What is it? But God, it won't let go of me. The lust, the pornography, the the alcohol, the, the drugs, the whatever it is. God, it won't let go of me. That's not who you are. That's baggage. But this is your testimony. Hear me tonight. These things are not your baggage. They're a testimony. Hear me tonight. You don't have to live insecure. Young people, take it from someone that was young once. Yeah, I was young once. I was a lot skinnier then. I know what it was like to be called, Brother Jeremy, and run the other way. Say, ain't me. You do not want me. Until Jesus come down and said, listen, Jade, stop dealing with your baggage and start living by your testimony. Because I want you to understand. 
But you may have baggage. You may have problems. But this church is not a church of baggage claims. We only take testimonies here. You hear me? We only take testimonies here. Because my Bible tells me who the Son is set free is free indeed. And you say, but, but what happens when I'm tempted? Don't pick it up. Leave it in testimony claims. You see, because in testimony claims, you ain't supposed to pick it up. You're supposed to leave it right where it is. And as I said earlier, we treat church like an airport. I want you to know that we're supposed to get on the plane and just go from glory to glory to glory to glory. We don't have to ride this roller coaster anymore. But God, but God. Don't allow doubt to steal the call of God on your life. Stand with me tonight. I know it's been a tough week for many people in this house that we love. But as I started, said at the start of service, here's what I know, Sister Becky, is heaven's still breaking out. God's still moving. And if heaven's breaking out, we need to break out with it. Leave it all behind. I know many of you have experienced freedom. You've experienced God do great things in the services that we've had here. But I want you to understand me tonight. That I feel that in this house there are some that are still holding on to some stuff. And I know it ain't shout down, ain't screaming, I ain't hollering, spitting and snotting, and I ain't breaking out in spontaneous music. But I'm trying to tell you that what God's doing in the earth is not for everybody else. It's for you too. And I know this world's messed up. And I know this life is hard. But here's something I know as well as what I read to you. That he's made all things new. And this is what Jesus said. My burdens are light. My yoke is easy. Church, when you fall in love with Jesus, I tell you, in the last three weeks, I've fallen more in love with Jesus than I've ever been in my life. But hear me, let me teach you for a moment. I said it Sunday, Pastor Marcus said it Sunday. Jesus was tempted when he was at his hungriest. In the wilderness, that's when the devil came. And there was such a hunger in this house. I mean, it's literally, you can feel anticipation. And I know it looks bleak for a lot of people this week. But I'll still raise up the banner of hope. We all know what it's like to bury people we love.
but I also know what it's like to feel the Holy Spirit come in and say, I got you. I'm holding you. So if you're here tonight and you'll say, I'm sick of calling it baggage and I want to call it a testimony. I want you to come tonight. It may be for one. I don't feel that it's just for one, but it may be for one. And you say, Pastor, I'm dealing with some stuff and I'm ready to lay it down. I've experienced God through these, these services, but I want more. Set aside the weight. Set aside the sin. Get rid of the baggage. Why? Because that, in that same verse, he says, there is a race to run. So if you're here tonight, these altars are open. I want you to come. If this ain't preaching to you, if this ain't speaking to you, can you still come with your hunger and your thirst? These altars are open. Come. Seek God. Go after God. Because we're not defeated. We're not defeated. Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Ron coming to you again. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that the word was a blessing to you. And today, before we say goodbye, I just want to encourage you. If you have not yet put your faith and trust in the Lord, that this would be a time that you would do so. I'd also say to you, if you're going through a very difficult or trying season, know this, God is faithful. He loves you. We love you. And we just say to you today, that he is still able to do exceedingly abundantly what we could ever ask or think. So I speak blessings over you and your family. Thank you for joining us today.